Just a heads up, we're going to swear a lot. Listener discretion is advised. just a note before we get started any opinions expressed in this podcast about complicity in alleged criminal acts are solely our opinions and are not to be taken as proven fact i also misspoke about two things uh sonia morgan was not married to jp morgan she was married to john adams morgan and is no longer married to him i also misspoke about Teresa and joe they did not embezzle money from people they just didn't pay a lot of people and then filed bankruptcy and were then charged with bankruptcy fraud Uh, we will also be discussing subjects like racism homophobia and sexual abuse so if those are hard for you to listen to this might be an episode to skip hello welcome to please hate this i'm kat they them pronouns i'm amy she her pronouns And today we are doing a little bit of a love to hate it as opposed to a please hate this because we, and by we I mean me, are going to be explaining the Real Housewives (laughs) franchise to Amy. Yeah, not a big reality TV watcher. I usually stick to competition shows where people are like making something and being judged on it if I'm watching reality TV, but I don't tend to watch the ones about a group of people and their drama. Yeah. Well, (laughs) there's good news. Uh, These bitches are always competing, and they are always coming out with new products. Every season, one of them's got a product. So So they're not really housewives, then. (laughs) Things are being made. (laughs) <laughs> well, I think what a, what the show does for a lot of them, like, not most of them, but a lot of them, like, it gives them a high enough profile that, like, they can just make money with their name, and, like, mm-hmm. maybe before that they were a housewife, but, like, most of the housewives are not wives, nor do they work from the home, so it's housewife only in name. Actually, there's a derivative-type show called WAGS. Uh, Miami. It's Wives and Girlfriends. So it's a little more specific, but it's, I'm assuming, like, basketball and football wives. Okay. So, if if I had to guess. So, uh, what, do you know anything about any of the franchises? Like, what is the sum total of your knowledge? The sum total of my knowledge is that they have them for different cities. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that it's mostly uh, wealthy women mm-hmm. is the Im- the implication is that they have money to live in at least a McMansion, if right. not more than that, and uh, that they. Uh, get together, they drink, and they yell at each other. That's my understanding of the show. <laughs> um, so, yes, generally, you are correct. These women are all supposed to have the appearance of money, whatever that means. Um, for some of them, it means that they own a large home and a successful business. For some of them, it means they have a great closet and fancy cars. And for some of them, it means they have the money to rent nice clothes and fancy cars while the show is filming. So apparently a lot of the housewives do this. And honestly, like, more power to them. Like, please rent the runway. Mm-hmm. Do not waste $3,000 on a Chanel bodysuit that you can rent for 200 <laughs> and that you're going to wear on this show one time. Gotcha. I actually don't think that that's a dig to, like, talk about that. But, like, it's not something. You're not supposed to talk about the things that, like, break the fourth wall, you know? Like, you can discuss the show on the reunion, but when you're on the show, you're not like, oh, I rented this for this occasion because I'm on TV. Like, very rarely, even in their talking heads, will you see them acknowledge that they're on a TV show. Gotcha. So, generally, they have money. They are all straight, unless they come out later. 
But okay. when when they are hired, they are known to be straight or straight passing at the time. Um, gotcha. In fact, it's kind of controversial to me anyway that, you know, any... I think the only housewife I know of who came out as gay or bisexual uh, is Candy Burris. And I don't know that she truly came out, but, like, she more or less admitted she was attracted to women and as far as I know, she's the only one who's, like, stuck through that. Mm-hmm. On Orange County, uh, they tried to bring in what's known on the show as a friend of. So mm-hmm. that means you're not in the intro, you're not, like, a main cast member, but you'll be mm-hmm. featured from time to time because you're friends with somebody who is. Okay. So they tried to introduce a friend of who was a lesbian, and... It just, like, didn't land, like, at all. It was uncomfortable watching it as a queer person, honestly. Because mm-hmm. my first instinct was, like, okay, you're gay, so, like, why do you want to hang out with these bitches? Like, you should know better. <laughs> like, you're not, you're not, like, under this illusion that, like, a man who has money is a good man. Like, because you don't date men. And then, like... I don't know if this was the case, but I know a lot of times with reality TV show, instead of just, like, letting someone be, they have a tendency to, like, really force an identity on someone. Oh, for sure. They they definitely did that. So that even if, like, this person was a lesbian, they were, like we're going to repeat the fact that this person's a lesbian over and over, over again until over. the only thing that you know about this person is their sexuality. Truly. All I know about her is that she is gay and Latina. I don't even remember her name. Yeah. Um, I remember that she was friends with Tamara, and I, like, oh, I wanted them to kiss so bad. It was queer-baiting bullshit. But, yeah, so, like, I don't remember anything about it, and I remember, like, that came up several times, and then she just went away. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, more recently, spoiler alerts for Orange County, the latest season, if you haven't watched it yet, season's already over, so sorry about it. There is, okay, first of all, this woman's name is Bronwyn. And her mm-hmm. mother is, like, a medical doctor, but she looks like Betsy Johnson and she has like colorful white lady dreads and the two of them together are just like so obnoxious I can't stand them but Bronwyn was kind of like testing out like coming out on the show I think as bi um Mm -hmm. because her and her husband would have threesomes occasionally and she like admitted that in maybe like the first or second episode she was on and then she's like, well, it's mostly for me. Because they were like, why would you do that for him? Then her and Tamara made out, and it was, like, the best thing that's ever happened to me. Tamara is super hot. She's, like, I don't know, I think she's, like, 51 or something like that. God damn. She competed as a bodybuilder, like, not that long ago. Wow. Yeah, so, like, watching Tamara make out with someone, honestly, all my dreams coming true. <laughs> um, but it was really sloppy, though. But anyway, it was, like, a huge point of contention on the show. Like, Vicki Gumbelson, she's, like, like basically the original cast member. She was kind of, like, the main person on the show right from the beginning. And then mm-hmm. she's no longer on the show now after this season uh, that I'm talking about. She got demoted to a friend of, and then after the season where Tamara and Bronwyn made out. But in the reunion, she was like, it it was too much with the kissing and the touching. We don't do that. We don't do that. We don't do that on this show. And it was just so very clear how differently they think of gay men and gay women. Like, they are like, gay women, like, why would I want to be friend with a gay woman? She's going to, like, want to, like fuck me but like I can be friends with Andy Cohen because he doesn't have sex because he's fun (laughs) and like that's obviously like not queer people's reality but like honestly I think some people truly think that way that like all lesbians are predatory and all gay men 
just keep their sexuality like very tidily in their home and their bedroom and like mm-hmm. nah man <laughs> and that the he- ones who don't are bad <laughs> yeah it definitely seems like for the time that we're in especially in media that this kind of idea of uh kind of catty women and their relationships to each other mm-hmm. is kind of like an old-fashioned idea it's, truly it really is and uh and so it's kind of unsurprising that the women who inhabit like this kind of old-fashioned idea of what wealthy womanhood is Mm -hmm. would have kind of old-fashioned and very uh you know not matching with reality ideas of you know what uh a female what friendship it, looks like in 2021. Yeah. Or what, um, you know, queer relationships or queer people are like because mm-hmm. it's clear that these folks live in somewhat of a sheltered environment. So they're not oh, going to totally. have a good idea about the diversity of what the rest of the world looks like. And honestly, that fucking blows my mind that, like, I mean, Orange County is Orange County. It's not L.A., but they're close enough to L.A. that I'm like, how are you still freaked out by girls kissing girls, honestly? You've shown your titties to literally everyone you know because you're all comparing boob jobs. Like, what is the? what am I missing here? <laughs> like, is it intent? Like, that's the issue. <laughs> like, And, you know, it's so, like, strangely prudish about Mm -hmm. some things, but then, like, they'll rip all their clothes off and jump butt naked into a swimming pool, you know? (laughs) Or, like, get so drunk they're, like, tripping over shit and breaking shit, screaming bitch at each other and throwing plates in restaurants. This is why I can't watch these shows, is because, like, I just, like, hate watching people behave badly. And it's, like, you're getting, like, paid a lot of money to behave badly. And, like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be a part of the audience that's paying you for that. <laughs> so I actually have a funny story about that. So, like, yelling in a restaurant is a long-held housewives tradition. Mm-hmm. However, usually they're, like, off in a corner or they have, like, a private room or there's not that many people in there. Um, very rarely will you see them, like, full-on scream at each other in, like, a crowded restaurant. But they did that one time at this place uh, called The Quiet Woman, which I have my <laughs> own feelings about that stupid fucking restaurant name. I I don't like it. Anyway, so the, it was a, on the OC Housewives. Uh, this woman named Shannon Bedore throws a plate at this girl, Kelly, because Kelly said something rude to her, like, eat your food or something. It was, like, a comment about her weight. And she's like, that's not my plate, you bitch, and, like, threw it at her, right? Totally mortifying. Like, I would never go back to that restaurant ever again, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know what happened. I don't know if they reached out to the restaurant and apologized or if the restaurant reached out to them. But on the following season, they went back to the same restaurant and had, like, apologized to the owners and, like, made an agreement to behave themselves. But... They, I guess, had, like, agreed to come in on Wednesdays and eat there. And so it became, like, Housewife Wednesdays where you could, like, run into one of them at this restaurant. Okay. Which is kind of fucking cool. Like, that's one thing I love about the Housewives uh, franchise is that no misdeed is bad enough that it cannot be made into a big fucking joke the next season. Okay. And if and if people can't handle it being made into a joke, they don't tend to last very long on the show. The Real Housewives is on Bravo. Yes. 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 Which so, is owned by uh, NBC. So I'm watching most of them on Peacock. Okay. So like Bravo, when it like creates a reality show, like they don't just create a reality show. They like have like a whole universe surrounding like oh, the yeah. reality shows and the gossip that comes with them so I, I 
you have to kind of respect, I guess, the business standpoint of making, like, making a show where it says it's reality and you know that it's fake. Like, they're making the plot lines and... Oh, yeah. The drama happen. It's planned. It's a whole community. I listen to a Housewives podcast. That's all they talk about. <laughs> yeah, and then there are, like, the podcast, and then they have, like, the the after-the-show interviews and the mm-hmm. behind-the-scenes and all of this stuff. And it's kind of, like, where I know tabloids haven't gone away, but it's kind of, like, creating their own kind of universe of tabloid journalism like that kind of that kind of drama that's made just to sell drama (laughs) Mm -hmm. there's this tabloid and I don't know if they started because of Real Housewives or if they just like it was just kismet that they happened to become like the Real Housewife outlet but like constantly on this fucking show no matter where they're located they are talking about a story they read that someone did for Radar Online. <laughs> Radar Online. And I was like, what is this rag? And I was like, apparently they actually are, like, dropping bombs on these women's lives occasionally. <laughs> yeah, so I want to talk a little bit about uh, the evil genius aspect of the Housewives, which is Andy Cohen. Andy Cohen is the Housewives. Okay. Like, they are interchangeable. So he's, he was working at Bravo for a long time. He started this series. The first one was The O.C., which is, like, perfect. It's basically, like, the show Weeds, but, like, real life and nobody deals pot. Okay. It's just like if everyone is Celia. <laughs> so that started, and then shortly after maybe like two years, they launched New York and Atlanta. And Atlanta was the first um, black cast. They have they had one white woman on their cast the first couple seasons, I think. Um, and that's been a big criticism of Bravo and Andy Cohen is that like up until very, very recently, like the last year or two, these casts have been extremely segregated. Mm-hmm. So, like, Atlanta would be black women, uh, New York, OC, Beverly Hills, Dallas, they were all white women, and then more recently there's, like, one Asian person on Dallas and one Asian person on Beverly Hills and one black person on Beverly Hills, and it's, like, you know, and and at the first mention of the word race, like, this one woman uh, named Sutton had a complete meltdown. And she's like, no, we're not talking about that. And then she was, like, talking to this other woman who was Southern, and she's like, don't you ever feel that as a Southern woman we're always being asked to prove we aren't racist? And she was like, no. No. <laughs> never. Like, why... Nobody was asking you to do shit. Like, what is wrong with you? (laughs) And I think what I forget a lot, too, when this stuff is going on, and what most of the viewers forget, is these women are trashed the entire time they're filming. If they're not trashed, it's like a choice that they made. I am not going to be trashed today. They just feed them hard liquor constantly. Like, none of these bitches ever order, like, a normal drink or a beer. They have, like, a skinny margarita, which is just, like, tequila and, what, water? Like, sugar water. <laughs> sugar yeah. water. Or, uh, lately they've been mixing champagne with vodka. Uh, I don't know who came up with that abomination, but they yeah. should be held accountable for that. Yeah, that sounds really gross. But, yeah, they're, like, they're just drinking hard liquor constantly for, like, six to eight weeks straight yeah and how are these shows cast since that is like a criticism of them like because I'm assuming like the first one was probably people who did know each other and then from there it became more and more fabricated but that might just be an off-base assumption it's a little bit of both so like the first show OC and definitely New York and maybe some of the girls on Atlanta, there was, like, maybe one or two girlfriends who were closer, and then there were, like, 
two or three people that each of them were friends with, and then maybe, like, one or two other people that, like, are friends of that person who everybody kind of loosely knows. Like, you know, when I go, not anymore because I stayed inside for uh, a year during quarantine, and then when I went back out, like, there's all these new queer people out at the club and, like... Like, who are you? Where where did you come from? But previously, it was more common for me to run into somebody I'd know that I didn't truly know. We mm-hmm. might not be friends, but, like, I've seen this person over and over and over and over. And yeah. I think it's more like that thing. Like, you know, uh, Kyle Richards knows of Camille Grammer. And then Kyle gets her sister, Kim, on the show. And then now Kathy Hilton's on the show, which is a delight. <laughs> That woman does not give a fuck what she's wearing on television. (laughs) Like, all these other people are renting costumes and hiring glam for, like, a dinner at someone's house. And Kathy Hilton is wearing, like, mom on vacation at the beach and it's a little chilly. (laughs) Like, that's what she's dressing like. And I'm loving it. I'm here for it. (laughs) So, yeah, that's kind of how the casting starts off. And then... They see how people, like, work together. Like, they want everyone to genuinely like each other, or if they don't like each other, they want it to be, like, productive drama. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it doesn't stop them from, like, going on tears about the same shit over and over again, but especially in the last, like, year because of COVID and because of a lot of the Black Lives Matter protests last summer, it was just kind of, like not cool to pretend like everything's fine because you're rich like because all these people were inside too and they were watching the same shit we were watching and so they brought a lot more discussion of race and privilege and things like that and it's been really interesting it's still like archaic in terms of where the discourse is right now Mm -hmm. but uh, they're making some kind of attempt to like which is kind of a nice reflection of reality because I, I know sure you and I have both had conversations with, you know, members of our family who don't participate in that kind of discourse. And, mm-hmm. you know, definitely in the past year, you know, there has been a, kind of a push for them to be like, oh, I need to know more than what I thought was settled kind yeah. of thing, which is nice but it definitely does lead to you know uncomfortable and hard conversations and things like that yeah and I think it was kind of impossible for the producers to pretend like those hard conversations weren't happening even with these like super privileged oblivious naive women Mm -hmm. most of them generally Um, some of them I think they're pretending but So I want to, like, quickly go down a list of just how expansive this franchise is. So, like I said, we started off with OC, then we got New York and Atlanta, so let's see, I got three. Then uh, we got Beverly Hills, I think, Miami, Uh, that was only on for three or four seasons. Not as fun as you would think. I wonder if because Miami is, like... Like, a lot of people travel internationally who live in Miami or, like, visit Miami from other countries. I wonder if there's less of, like, you know, a community of, like, you know, housewives who run everything. I don't know. I I know nothing about Miami. Never even been. (laughs) (laughs) This is just me guessing. Um, One thing that was really fucking cool, though, is this... uh, woman's uh, mom was on Miami and she was like I don't know she was just kind of gangster like she would lay people out uh, with words <laughs> and, <laughs> and I really enjoyed her so it's somewhere in there they tried to do DC I think DC did not succeed for similar reasons now they've got Potomac Potomac struggled a little bit they were on for two seasons it was so fucking boring and then they came back, and now they're, like, hot. They're, like, people are talking about Potomac. This is kind of, like, the arc of uh, D.C., though, too, is, like, now. Rich people like, live outside of D.C. Right, right, right. But, like, this er- this kind of area, it was, it was seen as being, like, very boring and everything. And then, 
I guess people just started sticking around and hanging around the city and the city's a little bit cooler and there's a lot more cool things to do Mm -hmm. in that area than there were even like 10 years ago so that might be why yeah I'm surprised that they didn't try to like recruit more women that were involved in local politics like literally even one they're just not those type of like Potomac DC people yeah there's a I don't know I think probably people in D.C. that are in and around politics definitely think they're too good for reality TV. They definitely oh, act like sure. they're too good for everyone else. So, <laughs> But the wife of somebody who's into politics who maybe, like, does a big fundraiser breakfast every year for a candidate. You know, like, there are mm-hmm. ways to talk about local politics on a show like this that are not, like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, condoning, like, one party or the other because let's be honest, like, a lot of the viewer base is, like, like, queer people, and a lot of the base is, like, Republican white ladies. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's, I, I wasn't saying that they were, like, uncomfortable talking about, like, their political affiliations. I'm saying they think that they're too important. Oh, I didn't mean that they would yeah. be uncomfortable. I meant that Bravo wouldn't want to alienate anybody. Oh, and so gotcha. that's why generally up until now they've stayed away from politics. But, like, okay. I feel like you can't have a show that takes place outside of D.C. and not acknowledge, like, literally mm-hmm. anything. Whatever. So right. <clears throat> I'm, I move forward. Mm-hmm. So I believe those were the only franchises for a little while and then a few years ago we got Dallas um Mm -hmm. I just watched the whole thing all five seasons in a row it was terrible (laughs) (laughs) so they brought an Asian woman who is an anesthesiologist and not just an anesthesiologist she's a medical prodigy she graduated from undergrad when she was 19 and she had her MD when she was 23 Okay. Name's Dr. Tiffany Moon. I love her so much. I really enjoyed her being on the show. Like, and I don't know if they did this on purpose or if it was literally just a coincidence, but like one of the women on Dallas, uh, Brandy Redmond, like a video resurfaced of her like doing a very uncomfortable, offensive impression of an Asian person. Oh no. And then here's this woman who's so far above her in intellect in, like, every possible way. And, like, they had to, like, talk about it on the show because you can't have Mm -hmm. them in the same room and not talk about it. And, like, I kind of felt for Tiffany because I'm, like, she didn't fucking ask for this. But then also, like, you know, this is an opportunity to, like, say something to somebody and have the upper hand because you're not arguing with each other. This Mm -hmm. is something that happened off-season, and now you're coming into a situation after it's just gone viral, Mm -hmm. and you can't not talk about it. Mm -hmm. And so that was good to watch. I guess, like, some people probably would not have appreciated it. I definitely don't think Brandy's apology was, like, a real apology. She was, like, focusing mostly on herself, and, like, she got harassed a lot after that, so she went into treatment because she was, like, feeling really depressed, and I'm like, I feel bad that you got harassed, but also... Yeah. Tiffany, like, broke it down for her, like, this is why the specific thing you did is so, so, so hurtful. Like, Mm -hmm. I came to the United States when I was six. I didn't know any English. And the first thing that these fucking kids did to me at school was, like, pull their eyes at me. Mm -hmm. And so that was a good moment. But, like, the previous season, there was a woman who had gotten booted off for, like, being, like, intentionally racist repeatedly towards a specific cast member. hmm She would say, oh, you're a big Mexican. Like, it was very uncomfortable. And she did it, like, 12 times. So we're coming off of that. Yeah. She gets kicked off the show, and then this thing happens with Brandy, and I think after that the whole series just fell apart. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> as someone with a Hispanic last name mm-hmm. before I got married... People do like to tell you 
that mm-hmm. you're Mexican. <laughs> they like, like yes, they I like know. to remind you a lot. <laughs> it is something that definitely happens when you're in a group that um, is in any way like multicultural at all there's always like the one person who's just so surprised by it that like they talk about it a lot and yeah it's why a lot of these conversations are so helpful where it's kind of like everyone's getting like diversity and inclusion training Mm -hmm. like just in general which is they just snuck it in there during the middle of a housewives episode you didn't even see it coming yeah which is cool like any way you can learn not to be a dick to someone who's different from you is a good thing to support that oh my god so so uh in addition to dallas i think they've at the only other one they've added more recently is salt lake city which i am so into right now i cannot wait for the second season to come on but then there's also like international franchises there's like real housewives of auckland like real housewives of like seoul i think oh wow i had no idea about that that's yeah so that part is fascinating i cannot wait to like I'm at least going to watch Real Housewives of Auckland because it's probably the most successful of the international franchises. And then in addition to just those shows, Andy Cohen has Watch What Happens Live, which is basically interviewing housewives during the off-season when they're not filming or when the show's not airing, rather. And he also has, like, another show on Bravo right now where, like, the dating game, but they just bring in all your exes. Sounds horrible. Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't sound like fun for anyone at all. But yeah, so Andy Cohen like has a lot of money. Like me and Cynthia were trying to guess how much money he had before I looked him up. My guess was like 12 million. No, it's like 50 million. Wow. And that's probably a conservative estimate. His future earning potential via Bravo is like astronomical you know because he has a particular way with these women where like even if they're not listening to him he somehow manages to like get the reins on the conversation i don't know how mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's he's got a bit of a bad rap for like being snarky to people but honestly like most of the stuff i've read about him is from like celebrities who used to be friends with him and i'm like you're just talking trash like because mm-hmm. he wronged you. Like, you're not saying anything that we don't already know about him. Like, if you get on his bad side, he's not going to fuck with you anymore. It's very clear. <laughs> but, okay. you know, I have a feeling he's got to be evil. I mean, he's got to be, right? I mean, he must hate women. That's what a lot of people think, is that he just hates women because of this franchise. And then he's like, no, I love women. That's why I wanted to have a cast of all women. Like, I don't think men make money as cast members on that show, like, at all. Huh. That would be interesting. I guess I wonder, so, like, for watching The Real Housewives, if you watch one, do you, like, watch them all kind of thing? Or do you think people have, like, their, I watch this specific city or something like that? They have their cities, so you have your mega fans like me who just hop around. I only tend to watch it in phases of my life, though. Like, I went through a phase in 2008, 2009. I went through another phase in 2016, 2017. And then now we are in the middle of yet another Housewives phase. From <laughs> moi. So... But some people are like, no, I only watch Potomac or I only watch Beverly Hills or whatever. Okay. Um, nobody's nobody's like, I only watch Miami because Miami sucked. <laughs> and it shouldn't have, damn it. It should have been the most exciting one. It's those expectations. I Gotta know. manage those expectations. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I want to get into a little bit of the housewives dirt, like some of the more salacious things uh, okay. that have come up. New Jersey. I knew I was forgetting somebody. New Jersey. How could you forget New Jersey? That I would know. be like the only one that I would want to watch. <laughs> well, I said to you like salacious and then I thought of crime immediately and I was like, oh, Teresa. <laughs> I actually know 
someone who used to like do drag as a Teresa Judice impersonator and he got like permanently banned from Twitter uh for like just like bothering her constantly. <laughs> <laughs> this was before she got arrested and anybody knew who who the fuck she was like and you know her husband got deported. He I was Italian. <laughs> he is Italian and they both got um, convicted of a cr- of financial crimes, and then after he served his prison sentence, like so, they basically got divorced because he got deported and he can't come back. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and like thankfully he has family in Italy and he speaks fluent Italian. Like, can you imagine if he didn't? Like, no. I mean, that's really sad. Yeah. I, I don't know what kind of crimes that they committed and. Or anything like that, but I mean, they I mean, embezzled a lot of money from people. Oh, okay. Um, but well, it's not good. <laughs> no, it's not good. Um, I still don't know if. You know, it's kind of like when we talk about prison reform. Like, I don't think deportation should be a, a punishment, but like, I don't know. Like, maybe we should just not deport people. I don't know. I don't know what the answers are. I'm just like over here feeling sad for a family that is split up. Like they have all these little, they have all these young children. Mm -hmm. And so one of them was in jail and the other one was out. And then they let the other one go to jail and the other one was out. And then as soon as Joe got out, they sent him to Italy. So I don't know what's going on with New Jersey. I haven't caught up with them for a minute. Um, But other than that, the most salacious housewives news. So more recently, it's definitely Erica Jane from Beverly Hills. So this will actually be an intersection of your interests. And this is where housewives gets really interesting because occasionally is part of real life, mm-hmm. like real, real life, not just housewives real life. So Erica G- Girardi or Erica Jane is her stage name is a woman who when she was in her 30s, I believe, 20s or 30s, married Tom Girardi. And Tom Girardi is one of the lawyers who worked with Aaron Brockovich. Okay. So he's like a very, very, very famous uh, human rights attorney in his own right. And has like, you know, fought for all these class action lawsuits Mm -hmm. and like plane crash victims and orphans and all this shit. So... It's come out in the last few months that he has been taking money out of his law firm and putting it somewhere. Uh, Supposedly all of it went into Erica Jane's business. I don't know if I buy that. I think when you have that much money, it's so unfathomable that it's probably pretty easy to lose track of it. Like, I would yeah. think, like, if, if you have that much money, then you constantly have money going in and money coming out from different places. Like, it, I feel like if you're not careful, you could, like, you know, if you own 10 properties, you could forget to pay the income or the property tax on one of them. Or Yeah, I mean, you know. that's if you're, like, an individual handling your money, though. I mean, people with that much money have... Mm teams of people handling their money well see i think that might have been the problem it's like maybe he didn't okay i mean he took like a lot of money like at least 20 million dollars from people who need like you know i mean there was one guy was a plane crash victim he's had like 30 surgeries so far just to be where he's at now he will need a home care assistant for the rest of his life he will need to use a wheelchair for the rest of his life. These are very expensive things that he can't take care of because he never got his settlement money. And mm-hmm. there's a, a great hour-long special, I think, with ABC News on Hulu called uh, The Hustler and the Housewife. Mm-hmm. And it's about, it's mostly about Tom and you hear voicemails he's left for people like, oh, I'll, I'll get right on it. You know, I'm working real hard to get this money for you and blah, blah, blah. Oh. And according to Erica, fairly recently, Tom's, the other lawyers at Tom's firm were calling her crying, being like, we don't know what to do. There's something wrong with him. 
Aww. And so there are two schools of thought right now in Housewife fandom land. <laughs> One is that Erica has bought everything on credit cards for the whole time they've been married. She's never had access to like all their financial records. She doesn't know what properties they still have or don't have. If mm-hmm. she's never been to it, she's she doesn't know if it exists, basically. Mm-hmm. And people think like, oh, well, she spent the money, but having not earned that and not being an attorney, maybe she didn't realize that this is like a ridiculous amount of money for a human rights attorney to be bringing in. Mm-hmm. So that gives her a lot of grace to not be complicit in this. And I'm going to be honest, like that's where my heart wants to be because I stand her like <laughs> she, up until all of this, she was uh, a 45 year old pop star who um, sings about her pussy and like performs at gay clubs and pride. And I'm like, this is the housewife we've been waiting for. <laughs> I mean, she she really stepped up the fashion game. Like, everybody started doing glam and, like, mm-hmm. outfitting themselves once she started doing it. But then there's the other much more plausible side that she did know about this stuff. And even if she didn't know everything, which I highly doubt he shared everything with her. I just right. don't think that would even be in his nature, like, mm-hmm. as a person who's, like, 35 years older than her. Or 30 years older than her or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, he's in his 70s. She's in her... She just turned 50 or is 49 or something. So what she's being accused of now is she filed for divorce shortly before all this stuff became public about Tom. And Mm -hmm. I think what happened was he was probably already being investigated. And then when she filed for divorce, they're like, oh, we have to move quickly and, like, go ahead and make this public so that if she's trying to hide assets, we can... Mm-hmm. you know, get her on this and, like, hold her accountable also. Mm-hmm. So, um, regardless of whether or not she was complicit, she's financially fucked. Like, if there's any money that they can get from her to pay those other people, they will do it. Like, mm-hmm. because in the end, she did spend money that was embezzled from the law firm, whether she knew it or not. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And she's, like, kind of like trusting herself up to be a victim like she's also a victim of tom and is suddenly she's talking about like affairs he's had and like none of these things are implausible to me like i would completely believe that he was having an affair even though he's way older than her Mm -hmm. even if it's just like taking a woman on dates and shit yeah i totally believe that he like condescends to her and like probably thinks she's stupid and like doesn't trust her with the financial stuff And also, like, people who commit massive fraud like that typically don't even really admit it to themselves that what they're doing is wrong. And so they're not going to be vocalizing it to another person. They're going to do everything they can to hide that because they don't even want to confront it themselves. Yeah. Like, I don't think Bernie Madoff was running around telling people, like, I ran a Ponzi scheme until it was, like, over writing on the wall and then you had to tell people. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think, like, neither of his sons speak to him. Well, he's dead now. Right, but I meant, like, after they found oh, out yeah. about it. I think at least one of them got some kind of charges or something. But, you know, like, honestly, I don't have enough money for that to ever be a thing that I could wrap my head around. So, to me... If you have an $80 million fortune, it doesn't make any difference to me whether I see the financial paperwork or not. It's just a made-up nonsense number. You know, it, like, mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't fathom what it would look like to have that in my hand. Yeah. Or what it would look like to even have that in my checking account, because <laughs> most of those things are tied up in, like, stocks and investments. Mm-hmm. And to me, it seems perfectly plausible if you're coming into a marriage with a man who's already established already has a house a giant house you just move in and then he takes care of everything and why would you question him because he's taking care of you and your son and it's a it's a world I can't imagine and so I don't want to like indict her with you know it's like fairly obvious that Tom was involved but we don't know yet yeah and I guess it is like kind of like you said 
as well, where it's it's not really about who knew what when. It's about the fact that people who need that money need to get paid that money. Yeah. And, and if she has to liquidate her closet to do that, like, she can. She has millions of dollars in clothes and jewelry easily. Yeah, I think my interest is less on blame and more on the idea of justice and just hoping those people get the money that they need out of whatever type of legal action is being taken against them. Yeah. Beverly Hills is airing right now mm-hmm. as all of this is, like, being discussed publicly and so people are just hanging on every episode what are we going to learn and up to now nothing Mm -hmm. Um, she's very tight-lipped and she's very like focused on her divorcing tom and not his financial fraud Mm -hmm. to her they're two separate things and this divorce affects me and then that's tom's problem and I don't think that that's the right way to go about it either. Like, I understand she can't talk a lot about it, but, like, yeah, she could have shown some kind of emotion and be like, I was, like, flabbergasted when I heard all this stuff. Like, I still can't even truly believe it. Like, she didn't say anything like that. And mm-hmm. so my support of her is waning quickly. And and she can't hide shit either because it's all on display on this show. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's she's got a song called It's Expensive to Be Me. <laughs> like, she has a song called How Many Fucks Do I Give? It, it's not a good look. I'm not saying that she's guilty of anything at all, but, like, just on paper does not look great. Yeah. But like yeah. we said, like, her personal guilt is kind of irrelevant. It's oh, just... absolutely. <laughs> And she's not even, doesn't seem to be feeling guilty. She's just focusing on, like, herself being a victim of Tom and her divorce. And I'm like, she hasn't said anything mm-hmm. about these plane crash victims. And then, like, the, one of the other women was, like, you know, called a meeting and was like, I'm worried about my reputation. And I will, I was on Erica's side on this one because she confronted her about it at a lunch. And she's like, don't hit me with that, like, small town southern bullshit Mm -hmm. where like you're worried about your reputation please this is LA (laughs) but also like way to make something really tragic for people about you yeah and like it's not like she asked Erica like did you do this were you complicit she didn't ask her that she just like didn't want to be associated with her and I'm like too bad bitch you signed contracts you guys (laughs) have to go hang out with each other (laughs) if you're worried about your reputation like go give those people who need it your money so mm-hmm. yeah and then my other more favorite housewives drama um is kelly dodd she has been one of the most unlikable bitches i've ever seen on television since her first season getting hammered when it's like truly not appropriate like i love a good like housewives on vacation in a foreign country getting drunk situation she's always like that and she'll just like escalate it so fucking quick someone will be like i really didn't like the way you talked to me yesterday and she'll be like you're a fucking cunt Uh. (laughs) and so this past season they filmed during quarantine and short and a little bit after quarantine um kelly dodd's on the oc for anyone who's still keep trying to keep up with that shit and she has been dating i think his name is rick leventhal and he was a former fox news anchor for like a long time and you can hear his voice coming out of her mouth in this season like not to say she didn't believe all this shit before but she's like i think since she's got someone in her ear and they're like validating each other's opinions mm-hmm. and coming out in a really ugly way gotcha She said something about coronavirus being God's way of thinning the herd. Um, She complained about masks constantly. She ended up getting COVID. I mean, just, like, flouting social distancing, like, making a big deal about shit. She bought those mesh masks that are so obnoxious. Like, there are people that sell mesh masks on Etsy so that you appear to be wearing a mask from a distance, but you are not actually preventing your droplets from flying in someone's face like it's all the annoyance of a mask but it doesn't do anything i don't just to be an asshole for no reason people have proven that they just like to be assholes for no reason 
this past year. Yeah. And then I can't remember what Kelly said specifically, but she said something really ugly about Black Lives Matter and, like, oh, I think she was talking about, like, looting and stuff and, like, got in a screaming match with this other woman. And she was like, you never cared about any of this stuff before? And she was like, yeah, I've been open about that. There's no excuse for my ignorance, but I know now, so... Right. We're doing this. And, like, I am kind of sad for that reason that Bronwyn is not returning uh, this next season. But I totally understand. She's going through some things. And that brings me to one of my final bits of salacious housewives gossip. Bronwyn, still married to her husband. They still love each other. I don't know that they consider it an open marriage or if she just has her own sex life and their marriage is just, like, for raising their children. I don't know what's happening there. But anyway, uh, she came out on the reunion as a lesbian, said that she had never really been attracted to her husband while he was sitting next to her, so I'm sure that did not feel great no. for him. Because he, he's been a pretty good partner to her, like, mm-hmm. through a lot of this, at least on the surface, it appears. But Bronwyn is, last time I checked uh, Gossip Rags, dating... The lesbian that I previously mentioned, (laughs) who was friends with Tamara. So, literally, she's like, okay, I'm in the OC, I'm on Housewives. Who else is gay and been on Housewives? This person. That's who I'm going to date. Like, for real? For real. And, and, you know, I really did enjoy having, like, some lesbian moments on Housewives. Um, I hope we can get some, actually, like, gay Housewives who were out and, like, married to women. Like, Mm -hmm. that would be great. Yeah. Just one couple. Just one. To begin with. Uh, right. <laughs> and I want to wrap up with Salt Lake City because that is, I think, the most interesting. So just a warning, like, this is going to get more heavy than the other discussions. This is a slow fucking burn the whole season. Nothing happened because there's only one season out so far. And I'm expecting, like... A lot of Mormon talk. And, like, surprisingly, not a lot. There there was definitely some, and, like, you know, I'm descendant from the prophet, I was married into Mormon royalty, but they're all, like, drinkers, most of them are divorced or married to someone who was divorced. Like, Mm -hmm. that's a no-no, because once you're sealed in the temple, you're sealed. Mm -hmm. Nothing happened all season. They had the same argument for, like, ten episodes... And then in the reunion, everything just came out. So they've actually, like, made it into mainstream news. So there's two women that have some issues going on there. There's Jen Shaw. She, I believe, is accused of some type of scam. It's really bad. She might go to jail. Like, she hasn't, her trial hasn't started yet. But, yeah, the next season of The Housewives of Salt Lake City is going to be probably a lot about her legal process with that and what's so crazy is her husband seems like the nicest dude ever and Mm -hmm. it's just hard to wrap my brain around like you know same thing with Erica like how much did he know whose fault is this is it both of them like Mm -hmm. were they just not asking questions even though they knew something was wrong and uh and she threw these lavish parties the whole season too so also not a great look and then there is this other woman named Mary Cos- Cosby. She, her grandmother started a Pentecostal church when she was younger. And when her grandmother was, I think, in her 60s, she married a man who was 27 or something like that. At the time that she married this man, Mary was probably like three or four. And then her grandmother, she, you know, years passed, her grandmother was dying and she told Mary that she wanted her to inherit the church and that she needed to take her place. It's exactly what you're thinking it is. She was actually married to someone else and I think forced her to get divorced or manipulated her into getting divorced. Like if, Mm -hmm. if I'm, assessing the timeline correctly I'm assuming this man abused her when she was younger I don't think you just wake up one day and you're like I'm going to marry 
uh, my wife's granddaughter, who I've known since she was a child, because that's what God wants. That doesn't happen. And Mary is very honest about the fact that she did not want to do this. They, quote unquote, prayed about it a lot. Mary's mom did not want her to do this. Mm -hmm. Uh, She was very against it. But it happened, and she married him. And I have read some articles online about, like, their sermons aren't sermons. Their church is not church. It's, like, him, like, using a lot of God talk and then also talking about his personal drama with Mary and, like, telling people that, like, they shouldn't judge them because they prayed to God about the, you know, I mean, like, he goes into, like, graphic detail in some of these sermons, according to a congregation member who was interviewed. Mm-hmm. I looked at the church website. It's so creepy. And, you know, Mary was able to just kind of brush things off throughout the show. She mm-hmm. would talk about them. She was always very honest about her trepidation Mm-hmm. at first with the marriage but she would never admit I don't want to be in this anymore mm-hmm. and at the reunion it became very apparent that this is not what she wants and that like she was forced into this and I don't know how she managed to convince him to let her do housewives but I have a feeling like it might help li- help liberate her like if having a public platform where thousands of people support you and want you to get free like isn't enough like I don't know that anything would be you know well I mean but it's not only that either it's having like an independence in like you know making a living off of this show you're not depending on a church that your family runs for your livelihood I mean, yeah, that sounds like a pretty terrible situation, and I hope that she's getting the support that she needs, and I hope that the show, for all the money that they're making, is offering her support on on every level to leave a situation that she doesn't want to be in. I don't know what what all goes on behind the scenes, but I have a hard time believing that no one, not a makeup artist, not a producer, not a, a cameraman never said anything to this woman like are you okay yeah you would hope even if you're the kind of person who can turn off the trauma of housewives and like just enjoy it as trash Mm -hmm. this is like very in your face like nobody's laughing about this right yeah it's not funny yeah it's horrifying yeah i think that that's like Not that situation precisely, but I feel like there are a lot of coercive situations that happen in a marriage when that vast amounts of money are involved or some kind of family legacy. And, you know, I can't imagine the pressure on her from her grandmother to keep this in the family, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Um, She's she's also a trash person, by the way, Mary Cosby. Um, she said some horrible racist shit also, and she's, like, horrible to her congregation. But I think we can talk about that and also talk about how this woman has been abused probably for most of her life by the man that she's married to right now. And it's honestly, like, it should open up some conversations about, like, what sex trafficking actually looks like. You know, it's not like a stranger snatching your kid off the street. It's like, you know, luring someone into a situation under, like, a romantic guise or, you know, like, bringing some kind of higher power into things. Like, God wants us to do this. God says it's okay. Mm -hmm. And then once you're in it and you're in survival mode and you're just not registering what's happening for a long time and then... You do have that moment where you're like, fuck, like, this is my life. Mm-hmm. Like, I can watch my life back on TV right now and see what everyone else sees. Yeah. So I'm really interested to see what happens with Mary, you know, and just, I hope she gets divorced. I hope she gets to, a lot of the housewives, like, this show makes or breaks your marriage. Yeah. And I, I hope for her sake that she can get some financial independence and get the fuck out of there. Yeah, I hope she has support to be yeah out of a situation that she has expressed she doesn't want to be in, for sure. I mean, you want that for for everyone. Right. 
yeah. Yeah, that's wild. I, yeah. I feel like it had to get to that point at some point, right? Like, at some point, like, when these reality shows are searching for people that make a good story you know eventually they are going to hit on something that's that's real that they can't make a joke out of yeah yeah exactly and you know they're for as vapid as the show can be sometimes there are moments where you really feel for either these women or for the people in their lives because you're watching their marriages fall apart you're watching them drink way too much and embarrass themselves and Mm -hmm. get into arguments about things they don't remember correctly because they were drinking and Mm -hmm. you know a lot of them have said it either like makes you bitter because you don't like the way you look on the show or it forces you to confront some things that you didn't want to confront about yourself Mm -hmm. wow I am slurring on every episode this season like maybe Mm -hmm. I should cut back a little But all that to say, you know, we really didn't get into Atlanta as much as I would have wanted to, but I need I need to do a lot of catching up on there. Um, fun tidbit, Candy Burris met her now husband because he was filming them when they went on their uh, international trip. <laughs> I don't know that I like him very much, but it's a cute story. It is a cute story. Yeah. <laughs> and I love NeNe Leakes. She is like... I, w- I would say she's, like, the matriarch of, like, all the housewives. Vicki Gumbelson thinks it's her, but it's not. <laughs> and the New York girls, oh, my God, they're just such a mess. Like, the Countess Luann is always getting arrested and, like, <laughs> getting too drunk. And um, Sonia Morgan is, she was married to, I think, J.P. Morgan, like, the J.P. Morgan, uh, but she was only married to him for eight years, and it's been over for a long-ass time, and she still talks about it like it happened yesterday. Like, <laughs> I heard on the Housewives podcast they were only mar- married for eight years, and I was like, what? But, yeah, uh, I feel like the New York one is very sad. It's v- She's very, like, eccentric, Upper East Side, like, doesn't mm-hmm. leave the house a lot kind of person and I think for that reason I don't like New York as much I like where they can spread out where there's a good magic hour every day (laughs) um how do you feel about the housewives after I bombarded you with all that shit I mean it's definitely more interesting than I thought it's got more depth to it than you'd think yeah and I can see how like you would you know, become invested in the lives of each city and the women Mm -hmm. and how they interact with their wealth and their, uh, their relationships. I think that's, I think it was definitely a lot more than I thought was there. Mm -hmm. I can definitely see how people watch the show and then watch the reunion and then watch like the whole ecosystem of it I can definitely see how you could get involved in that though yeah because like you know they're real people you're worried about them like Mm -hmm. is Sonia gonna be okay (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know just one more tidbit that I remembered before we wrap up here um I think really the reason that the Housewives franchise took off the way it did was because of the 2008 financial crisis Mm -hmm. um the show premiered in 2006 and then there were two seasons that premiered in 2008 so that means they were filmed in 2007 so it was just before this happened and Mm -hmm. a lot of the women in the oc either they or their husbands had made all of their money from real estate Mm -hmm. and then it just poof it's all gone and so you were watching these women like reckoning with like their spending and like having to sell their family homes and trying to like find a nice rental to impress their friends and like just really sad and like a lot of them live in rentals isn't that funny mm-hmm. most of them are not homeowners hmm. you're a homeowner you're already a step ahead <laughs> yes well my home is probably quite humble compared to their rentals but yes <laughs> yeah, probably but you pay less than your mortgage a month than they pay for their rental, so. Who's the sucker? 
Me. It's me. Because I'm a renter. <laughs> I'm the sucker. <sighs> oh. So it, in addition to, like, there being more depth to it, anything that, like, really surprised you about our housewives discussion? No, I don't think anything other than that. I think I'm really shocked by the depth of some of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, if they try to, like, get out of the scene without talking about whatever's going on in their life, the other women are like, oh, no, you don't. <laughs> I have to talk about my bullshit, so you have to talk about yours, too. The season that after there, that Denise Richards left, I think it was Beverly Hills, when she got mad and she didn't want to talk to anybody, she would throw her hands up and go, bravo, bravo, fucking bravo. <laughs> and thinking that that would prevent them from being able to use the footage. And Andy's just like, sweetie, we're still recording. <laughs> we don't like to acknowledge the network in the middle of the show, but we will if you keep being a bitch about it. <laughs> that reminds me that um, I, I think for like America's Next Top Model, one of mm-hmm. the uh, girls who used to be a model who used to be a contestant on that show Mm -hmm. was talking about how they couldn't film if they were topless so whenever she got like super annoyed with everyone following her around or something Mm -hmm. she would just take off her shirt and they would excellent excellent i love that for her i love that oh my god antm that's one we need to cover what we were just talking about that the other day there's all kinds of problematic shit on that show oh yeah but um i will leave you with this one note if you do feel like visiting any of the housewives i highly recommend going back to one of the earlier seasons in the early 2000s it is quite the time capsule of fashion and (laughs) cars and hair and even plastic surgery like the plastic surgery has changed so much it's it's wild but yeah (laughs) um you know you're gonna get a lot of like scoop neck tops that are like gathered at the top but then not fitted and kind of loose at the bottom yeah Gotcha. <laughs> Lots of embellished necklines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the going out top. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's all I've got for you guys. Um, I did want to give a shout because we haven't been promoting our Patreon because we're bad at this. <laughs> um, look for Please Hate This on Patreon. We are offering um, digital rewards after we have so many patrons. We have zero patrons patrons right now so we can't really like make digital content for nobody because because we don't have time but Mm -hmm. but if we get a like maybe 10 patrons we could definitely make digital content but in the meantime um we have physical rewards that we're offering Uh, i make jewelry amy knits um so we've got some small goodies available on our different tiers Uh, Check us out there. Check out our website and follow us on Instagram. Uh, Any shout outs that you would like to? I think that covers it. Okay. All All right. Well, we'll catch you next time. All right. Thanks for listening to Please Hate This. You can find us at pleasehatethis.com or on Instagram at pleasehatethis. You can follow me, Amy, at The Boxing Mongoose on Instagram and Kat at Steer Queer Y'all on Instagram or Twitter. All episodes are written and recorded by Amy George and Kat Conley. Our cover art is by Kat Conley. Audio editing and 